Good to see everybody out again tonight. Let's all stand. Brother Lloyd Matthews, would you start us off in a word of prayer, please? Amen. Page number six. While traveling through this world of sorrow, I'm on my way to glory land. I'm about to back for some tomorrow. My trials here I'll understand. I'm on no more about my desire. I want no more about my Lord. I want no more about that pension I'm going to receive at my reward. I want no more about that whole thing. I need to go there someday, someday. After I reach that heavenly city, I need no more. And I know now, I'm glad I know the blessed Savior. For through His blood, He set me free. For up the road, I shall not waver. For some glad day, His place I'll see. I want to know more about my Jesus. I want to know more about my Lord. I want to know more about that pension I'm going to receive at my reward. I want to know more about that whole thing. I need to go Someday, somehow, and after I reach that heavenly city, I've been no more, and I know now he promised with his soul to send me. I'm coming back, the Lord did say, if on his promise you depended. Oh, wings of love, you soar away. I want to know more about my Jesus. I want to know more about my Lord. I want to know more about that pension I'm going to receive as my reward. I want to know more about that hope. We go there someday, somehow, and after I reach that heavenly city, I'm meeting no more. And I know now. You may be seated, page 125. It's within my heart a man who 
Jesus whispers sweet and low. In her I am with thee, peace be still. In all of my seven Swept across the broken stream, stirred the slumbering chords again. Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know. Is my every longing, is my singing as I go. Soon he's coming back. the starry sky, I shall wing my flight to worlds unknown, I shall reign with him all night, Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know, is my every longing, is me singing as I Jesus Christ is made to me all I need, all I need. Alone is all my plea, is all I need. Wisdom, righteousness, and power, holiness forevermore. My redemption, full and sure, is all I need. Jesus is. Sure. 
page 220. Oh, 
see everybody back tonight. Uh, just real quick, uh, just a reminder, next uh, Sunday, the 22nd ladies meeting uh, will be in the Fellowship Hall. You're going to put together the prayer journals that uh, y'all been uh, uh, working on. 
uh, and you're going to be fed back there, so there's going to be good fellowship there. Uh, the 28th, Happy Pilgrim's Dinner. Uh, Jack Hayfley is going to be cooking the food. It's going to be at 6 o'clock, and the, uh, the, the Crusaders for Christ are going to help uh, serve and uh, cook as well, from what I understand, right? Yeah, so I'd be interested. Uh, so also on the 28th is the Brazelton Antique Fall Festival. So if you're going to that, uh, make sure that you're here by 10 o'clock because they're going to be leaving at 10 o'clock here, and they're going to be eating uh, here at 6 o'clock. Uh, one last thing, Officer Banquet, uh, November the 4th, remember that. And also, just remember the Happy Pilgrims trip to the Victorian house. Uh, there's a sign-up sheet back there. Please make sure you sign that. They need to get a good, accurate count to get the tickets. Um, and I guess another couple of weeks for the sign-up sheet. Okay. All right. Next Sunday, make sure you get signed up for that if you uh, want to go. Thank y'all. got a heart that's full of faith-filled helplessness. There are mountains ahead that I can't move by myself. But I know when I'm weak, he's strong. When I can barely breathe, there's still a song. Even though it's hard right now, I'm not here on my own. So when it's
It's not big enough to take care of your problems. Amen. Amen. I've got a song on my heart, been on my heart all day. I sang the song in the bathroom this morning getting ready for church. You don't mind, I'll try to sing one. Amen. I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea, and the angry waves threatened my ruin to be. When away at my side there I dimly descried a saintly old vessel, and loudly I cried, Ship ahoy, ship ahoy, and loudly I cried, Ship ahoy. T'was the old ship of Zion, the sailing along, all aboard her seemed joyous, I heard their sweet song. In the captain's kind ear, ever ready to hear, heard my wail of distresses, I cried out in fear. Ship ahoy, ship ahoy, I cried out in fear. Ship ahoy. The good captain commanded a boat to be lowered, and with tender compassion he took me on board. Now I'm happy today, all my sins washed away in the blood of my Savior. And now I can say, bless the Lord, bless the Lord. From my soul I can say, bless the Lord. Old soul seeking down these sins, merciless waves. The strong arm of my captain is mighty to save. So just trust him today and no longer delay. Board the old ship of Zion and shout on your way. Jesus saves, Jesus saves. Shout and sing on your way. Jesus saves. He's still in the saving business, isn't he? Amen, amen. I'm going to change gears tonight. I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 28. I want to preach a message about missions, something dear to my heart. The message is, what's great about the Great Commission? We call it the Great Commission. What's great about it? That's my message tonight. Matthew chapter 28, I want us to look at all the Great Commission verses in the New Testament to start with, and there are five of them, and I'd invite you in the margin of this verse to write the address of the next verse. So Matthew chapter 28 and verse 18, we'll start right there. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. And as before, I'll give you time to get there. Matthew 28, verse 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. In the margin of that verse, write the next one down. That's Mark 16, 15. Mark 16, 15, and turn there with me. All these Great Commission verses, you ought to mark them in your Bible. Mark 16, 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. In the margin there, put Luke 24, 47. Luke chapter 24, 
Verse 47. Luke 24, 47. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. In the margin there, put John 20, 21. John chapter 20, verse 21. Twenty twenty one. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. The next verse and the last verse is Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Matthew and Mark says to preach. Luke says what to preach. John says who is to preach. And Acts says where to preach. It's a complete plan of God. The Great Commission. The Great Commission. Father in heaven, help us to understand what your commission is for the local churches until you come to get us. Help us to be faithful to do that, to pray for that, to support that. Help me, Lord, as I try to preach this message tonight and help us to get a good glimpse of the Great Commission to the churches, even this church right here. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. So what's great about the Great Commission, number one, go back to our text in Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28, look at verse 18 again. What's great about the Great Commission? The person of the Great Commission. And Jesus came and spake unto them. He's the person of the Great Commission. He's the one doing the commissioning. Not the U.S. military, not the president, not the Pope. There's no hope in the Pope. <laughs> it's not the president doing the commissioning. It's not the Congress, not the admirals and the generals. It's the high priest of heaven doing the commissioning. That's what's so important about it. The person of the Great Commission, Jesus Christ. He's the one that said, go. The Christ the one that said, I am the bread of life. I am the Lord. I'm the bread. I'm the way, the truth, and the life, the light of the world. I'm the truth. The one who said all that, all those I am statements. He's the one doing the commissioning, and that's why the person makes it so great. The person behind it, the person started it. Amen. The object of our faith. Are you listening to me? Faith doesn't save anybody. No one. But faith in Christ is saving faith. Okay, you sat down at pew today. You didn't look under it, make sure it was glued together, screwed together right. You just sat down. That's sitting down faith. Saving faith is faith in Jesus Christ. He's the person of the Great Commission. That's what makes it so great. Because of Him. Because of Him. Now, we, we often use the verse. I'm surprised you didn't use it this morning. We talked about faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Agree with that? But what about the people that don't have the Word of God? And there are nations that don't have an alphabet even, much less a written word of God. What about those folks? Go with me to Romans chapter 12. God doesn't leave any loose ends. Those people that don't have the Bible, don't have the word of God printed in their language. Romans chapter 12 takes care of this. Verse 3 of Romans chapter 12. Romans 12, 3. 
For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Here it is. But to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. Even those that don't have the Bible can have a measure of faith. How much is the measure of faith? It's enough to get saved with. It just takes childlike faith to get saved. It gets greater faith than to get heaven down here. It just takes a childlike faith to get saved. So nobody can point a finger at God and say, I didn't have a chance to get saved because I don't have faith that didn't have the word of God. He dealt to every man a measure of faith. Every man. Even those in the deepest jungles of Africa and South America that don't have the Bible, they can look up at the stars in heaven and say, there's a God somewhere. There's a creator. We have a watch. There must be a watchmaker somewhere. We got a building. There's a builder somewhere. We got a heaven. There's a heavenly creator somewhere. What's great about the Great Commission? It's the person of the Great Commission. Now, number two, go back to our text in Romans chapter, I mean, Matthew chapter 28. What's great about it? Not the person of the Great Commission, but now the power, the power of the Great Commission. Verse 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Power is given unto God. He's got the power. Aren't you glad he gives the power? He shares the power. He delegates the power to us. I mentioned a little bit about that this morning. Well, he delegates power. Power comes through the Holy Spirit. Last week I talked about being filled with the Spirit, Ephesians 5.18. One of the greatest commandments that we neglect in the Bible. Colossians 3.6, I gave you those verses last week. Be full of the Word of God. John 6.63, they're the same thing. The words that I speak to you, they are Spirit. They are power. We can't get full of the Spirit of God without getting full of the Word of God. Doesn't that make sense? You want to get full of God? Get full of God's Word. What's great about it? The power of the Great Commission. We have an activity. We have an authority. If I went out here in the street, dressed like I am, out here in that main road out here, started directing traffic, what's going to happen? People are going to honk the horn at me. They're going to roll down the window and say things I can't repeat in church. Hmm? But if I went out there with a uniform hmm, and a badge on my chest and a Glock on my hip, and I go like that, they're going to obey me because I'm authorized to do that. We are authorized to evangelize the world across the street and across the sea. We're authorized and commanded to do that. We have that power. <laughs> when I was in San Andres, they, did, they took a census while we were there. On that island, uh, they used the seniors in high school to take the census. And the governor on the island invited all the pastors to come to a meeting with him, but they didn't invite me. There were nine Columbian Baptist Convention churches there. I was the only independent Baptist. They didn't know what an independent Baptist church was. So the governor didn't invite me to the meeting. But he asked all the pastors, they were going to close the Sunday morning service to take this census. And if it's not finished, we're going to close the Sunday night service. And they all agreed to that. I didn't agree with that. I got shot. We didn't have a church started at that time, but I had three Bible studies in three different parts of the island. That's one way to start a church because one of those Bibles will turn into a church and one of them did. But I asked our Tuesday night crowd if they'd like to have a service that was a little cluster of houses. They said sure because they were commanded to stay by their house until the census was taken. So I had a portable tent. We set up a tent, had a service, and the police and the census takers came by once. They came by twice. The third time they stopped there until we got finished with the service. They could have deported me for having a service and disobeying the governor's decree. But no government is going to tell me I can't have church. Amen. When we got through the service, there was three saved that morning. And the police came down and helped us take down the tent when it was all over. 
Amen. We've got authority to do what we're doing. We've got the authority of God to work across the street and across the sea to see people saved and evangelize the world. That's the Great Commission. The Great Commission. Number three, the plan of the Great Commission. It's a simple plan. Go back to Romans, I mean, Matthew 28. We'll go to 19 this time. Matthew 28, 19. The plan of the Great Commission. Matthew 28, 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. That word teach there is an evangelistic word. It's talking about winning them to God. Teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. We do that, do we not? Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. Go ye therefore, win them to God. That's just so simple. Hmm? Follow God's leading. God's let us start some churches. We've had, we've had a good time uh, in, that, in that ministry because God did it. John 15, you know, without him we're nothing. I didn't do it. God did it. And God will do something through you across the street and across the sea if you let him do it. Well, Acts 1.8, the last verse we read, ye shall be witnesses unto me. It talks about the word both. Generally, when we use the word both, we're talking about two things, two items, two people. But then it named four places. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost part of the earth. It's a simple plan. Just a simple plan. Win them. Teach them. Be a witness. Be a winner. Be obedient. Be yourself. A good friend of mine has gone to be with the Lord now. Willard Thomas wrote poetry. And he wrote a poem that I really liked. I'll try to get through it for you this, this evening. Sometimes I get so tired of being me. I want to be like other preachers I see. I'd like to be an evangelist and preach with fire. Or maybe a scholar with knowledge acquired. Or maybe a missionary with a holy zeal. Or a silver-tongued orator to bless and thrill. Or a writer with a powerful pen and be in demand of the brethren. But soon it was plain for me to see, if I ever preach, I'd have to be me. So I've decided to rise or fall. I'm going to do my best and give it my all. And if you don't like what you see, sorry about that. I'm just being me. God wants to use you just as you are, just, you, just being me. Hmm? He made you the way you are. He gave you the personality you have. He wants to use you just as you are. It's a simple plan. The plan of salvation is so simple. We have an activity. We have an authority. We have the ability. God gives us what to do in his word. We just need to pray and say, Lord, where do you want me to do this? Until God moves you somewhere else, do it right here. Mm -hmm. God says, I want you to pack up your bags and go to Japan next week. Sister, you're going to Brazil. In two months, I want you in Brazil. Brother, you played a nice bass. I want you to play the bass in Australia in a month. How can we do that? Well, if God said do it, we can do it. That's impossible. No, it's not impossible with God. So, well, I just can't do that. I'm going to stay right here. Okay, if you could stay here, help somebody else to go. You know what missions is? Witnessing where you are and sending witnesses where you aren't. Just that simple. Witnessing where you are, that's across the street. Sending missionaries where you aren't, that's across the sea. God said, do it. We can do it. God gives us a plan. We have the authority. We have the activity. What's great about the Great Commission? The promise of the Great Commission. Go back to our text in Matthew 28. The promise of the Great Commission. Matthew 28, verse 20. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. 
And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. The promise of the Great Commission, I'm with you always. Even through the storms, God is with us. Dr. John McCormick says, Every Christian is either in a storm, coming out of a storm, or heading to a storm. Amen. God is with us even in the storms. When I first came with Macedonia, I came as a missionary pilot. And uh, you're flying VFR, you know, instrument flight rules comes later. You run across some bad weather, you call Flight Center. Hey, listen, I need some vectors. I didn't have radar on my little plane, but they had radar. They knew where I was. They knew where the storm cells were. And they gave me a new heading to go to, to get around the storm. Are you with me? God doesn't always do that, does he? Sometimes he lets us go through the storm so we can trust him more, have more confidence in him, hold his hand a little tighter. He guides us through the storms. He guides us through the desert times in our life when we think God has forgotten us. Lord, remember, I'm still down here. I'm praying. I've been praying this faithfully. Haven't heard from you lately. If you lose my email address, God will go with us through the storms, through the deserts, and through the clouds. <laughs> Let me tell you a lesson I learned in flight school. I got my private license in Jacksonville, Florida. Went to St. Augustine, Florida to get my other ratings. It was about a 45-minute drive from my house to the airport in St. Augustine. And it was a drizzly day. You know, not raining hard, but just drizzly, overcast day. And I said, well, I'll go. We won't fly, but we'll get some classroom training. And I got to the hangar in the flight school office there, and the pilot said, the instructor said, go ahead and pre-flight the airplane. So you go out and you check the oil, you kick the tire, you knew all that stuff that a pilot would pre-flight checklist. I didn't wear glasses back then, but my eyes were real sensitive to the sun. They still are. Because of the weather, I left my sunglasses in the car. So I got on the plane, pre-flight the airplane. He came out, we started doing touch and goes. That way you take off. Generally, most airports are left-hand pattern. You turn if you come around, get to the final, you, you land, you don't stop. You hit the throttle again, you take off. Just practice taking off and land. We did about four or five touch and goes. And he got in the radio flight center and got permission to go through the clouds. You can't go through clouds without an instrument rating. And that's what I was trying to get. You push the throttle in, you pull the yoke back. You can't see how the, the windshield is all gray, everything gray. You're trusting your instruments. And before long, you pop out on top of those clouds and that sun is shining so bright from up top and it's reflecting off the clouds below and my sunglasses are about 5,000 feet down there in my car. It wasn't a day for a great fight lesson. I had a headache, but it was a great day for a spiritual lesson because on top of the clouds, the sun is always shining. God will lead us through the clouds, through the storms, through the difficulties in life. We just need to push the throttle in. I had a big JEPS chart. That's a book about that thick. It's got all the airports on the East Coast, all the frequencies, the runways, the headings, everything about them. Generally, you have to get on those charts and find out what frequency is. When you got saved, you got one radio. It's always on the right frequency. All you got to do, the key, the mic, say, God, get me on top of the storm. And he'll guide us through the storms. The sun is always shining on top of the clouds. So whatever cloud you're under, whatever storm you're going through, God will be with you to the end. The devil will do anything to try to discourage you to be involved with the great commission that God has given the church. But it's our privilege, it's our activity, it's our command to send witnesses where we aren't, to witness where we are. Amen? I hope your next pastor, whoever it might be, is a mission-minded man. Because the church doesn't have a right to call themselves a church if they're not involved with missions. The last two churches we started in the West Indies, on the first service, Brother Terry, we took on two missionaries before we ever constituted the church. So you can't do that. Well, they didn't know any better, and we did it anyway. 
just to get them started with missions. When we came back to the States, some of those churches supported us as their missionaries. At first in Jamaica, when we started that church, they started bringing fruit in, crops in, something from their garden to pay their tithes. I said, no, I don't want your apples. I don't want your corn. Sell it at the market and bring your tithe in. And they started tithing, and we taught them to teach, to give to missions. A third world country, poor people, poor people, and gave to missions. And God blessed that church. I think I mentioned last week, our first anniversary, that first church we had, we had 283 in attendance. Our first anniversary. We were busting out the walls. I believe God blessed them because they were involved with missions. Hmm? You eliminate missions, you don't have the right to call yourself a New Testament church. New Testament church obeys the Great Commission, and you have missionaries. I'm not saying you don't. I'm saying I think we can do more. Amen. God will use you if you want to be used. Across the street, across the sea. It's God's heart. Missions. He gave us all these verses concerning the Great Commission to obey them, to follow them, and have God bless and honor your church, your assembly right here. Amen? That's my message tonight. Let's bow our heads. Father in heaven, help us to see what you're saying to us, what you're commanding us to do. And I thank you, Lord, you don't ever tell us to do anything that you don't help us to do it. All your commandments, Lord, are easy if we just follow you and let you lead us and direct us and guide us. Your yoke is easy and your burden is light. People say, Lord, I can't give to missions. I'm just barely making it. Lord, I know from, from testimony after testimony, from my own experience, that we can't outgive God. Help us to understand that, Lord. Help us to realize that everything comes from you. And you ask us to give something, you'll help us to get it to give. I pray, Lord, you help us to understand. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, running over. But help us, Lord, not to think about this thing in a financial thing, about dollar bills in our pocket, but to think about this, about following your will and just being obedient to you and watch you work in this church. Again, Lord, we pray that your man will be in here. If it's Jay Shuler, praise the Lord. If it's not him, help them to find the right man at the right time. And we trust you for that. And I pray that these folks here are all praying for that end. God's perfect will for the next man in this pulpit. And Lord, whoever he is, I know if it's your will and his will, things will work great. This church will increase. Things will go forward. There'll be some good things happening here in Murrayville Baptist Church. That's our prayer, Lord. That's our desire. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen.